mi gente! ¡How are you! <laughs> we have like a kid that can't Happy store today. Friday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. That really warms my heart. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cause, oh, man. Thank well, you. I appreciate the love. Well, because without you, there would, well, there would be no podcast. So there would be a podcast, but it wouldn't be quite the same. Uh, vice versa. That's how I feel about everyone who has been a great support and, you know, has shown love. I think everything that we do in life, we don't do it alone. And, you know, I don't think enough people really can appreciate, really do appreciate that or, or understand it. So it's always with great gratitude. It really is. You know, anybody who takes a second of their time just to, you know, show love or give support is, is always, is deeply affect. You know, it deeply does affect me because I know how, you know, hectic life can be. You know, so for you to choose to to make a choice, a conscious choice, to want to be a part of the journey and the vision is fucking awesome. Oh, excuse my language. Oh, no. But, hey, this no. is, listen, listen, you give it unapologetically. So that's why I love, that's what I admire about you is, you know, when I always say preach, brother, preach, you know, you speaking your truth and not enough people out here are doing it. And you can do it without behaving uneducatedly, behaving trashy. Just speak your truth. Just be your authentic self. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it's not enough. There's not enough authenticity out here. We're human. Everyone is flawed. And to pretend that you're not, you know, it's just a, it's an illusion. You're, you're delusional. <laughs> yeah. Because too many, you know, what? got a lot of people out here that tap dance and put on a show. And that's not who you really are. You know, my exactly. thing is, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna curse, okay, curse, but also know that there's a time and a place to do it. There you go, there you go. And I think sometimes people don't know how to filter, you know, um, their actions or their words. And, and it's okay, cause you know, we're all growing and evolving, but at some point you gotta make a, decision that you're going to evolve and you're going to do better and I think that's what you um a lot of what you I think a lot of what you talk about is just that is you know for us as a people as a culture to do better be better to evolve it's okay that you know it x y and z is okay but where do we go from there right that you know that's why I, you know one of the things I had, like I said to myself, starting out in this this whole podcasting thing, this whole blogging thing, whatever you want to call it, I was like, okay, like where do I see myself? Like, am I going to be able to interview people, or am I just going to be a guy on the microphone? And my first interview, believe it or not, um, was with a uh, actually one of my one of my really good 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 friends from high school who is now like she's one of the she's one of the dopest DJs. She just ain't local. In fact, nice. she was on uh Sway, she was on Sway in the morning uh I wanna say earlier this year or late last year. Can you say her name? DJ DJ Lady Ruck. Nice. I've heard of her. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I always love that. I always love well you know I'm all about you know the 
female. I'm all about empowerment as um as a people, period, you know, as a movement. But when it comes to women, mm. obviously, because, you know, I'm a woman. And, you know, I grew right. up in a certain era. And, you know, we're of a certain age. So it always, it always really warms my heart when, you know, women can, women can make waves and find a place within male-dominant industries. I was going to ask you that because that was my second question I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 brother. You already know. I mean, you've been watching me, and I know the exact time you. Well, at least I think I know. Well, I re I recall the exact timing of our real um first like real in like our interactions through social media, and I I started mm -hmm. watching you because I I recall the place where I was where I was physically at at the time, and um. It just, you know, it's just really, it, it just is a really awesome thing to see where someone starts and where they at presently in the journey. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a novel, you know, um, you're, you know, you're getting to the next chapter, you're, you're an audience to the next chapter of what, you know, the individual is doing. So to see you from where you started and you know how you evolving and you know how you just you know um perfecting you know your craft it's a beautiful thing i think it's awesome to you know um give support to anybody who is you know passionate about what they're doing and that's felt when you're when you speak and when i first heard you speak i was like what is this I was like, what is this dude talking about? And I was like, ah, okay, I know what he's talking about. I know what he's saying. He's giving it real. You know, he's giving it what it is. And and just to, over time, just to hear how your subjects evolve and you just, you know, and you're just, you just, you can see the passion of what you're talking about. You know, you could tell that you really feel what you're saying. And I think that is what is really engaging. You know, if... I believe that you feel this. You know, it's not you just putting content just to put content. Nah, I can't. That's like, you know, you hear you hear a lot of MCs say, I just can't make microwave music. Well, I just can't put out a microwave podcast or Indeed. a microwave post. Indeed. You know, and I see a lot of folks do that. So when I see folks like yourself, just like how you started, just like, I was like, okay. It's like sticks and stones, you know. I was like, mm. but what I love about you is how you just basically, yo, you come out there, you're standing ten toes down, and um, then, then you went straight, you you went straight to Africa. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, now now she's in Africa smoking cigars, she's promoting the brand. And to me, in a male-dominated industry, you don't see a lot of women, you know, you see a lot of women, you know, sisters of the leaf, but you don't see them taking that giant step to go yeah. overseas and say, yo, I'm going out here to promote. So yeah. I'm hoping what I would love to see is more more of the sisters Same here. get out there and say, and say hey, hey, sis. You just, I just got chills. Go. I just got chills when you said it. No lie. I just got chills. I mean, no, honestly, that that's why, you know, I chose to share my journey. You know, that's why I chose to um, 
I wanted to be very specific and um, taking everybody along. You know, I, I wanted I wanted everyone who who was watching to feel as if they were there with me and they were experiencing with me because the sense of grat like it was just gratifying that like just you know it, it was just such a beautiful experience and I wanted people to feel that I wanted them to know that you know it's it's all reachable it, it's 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 your perception and what you believe that you can reach you know I've worked hard from you know I have a true backstory as I'm and, and I know a lot of people do and you know I really share I really share you know certain um things of my past because I don't you know there's times where I don't feel that is relevant because that's part of that's part of my journey it's not who I am at this present time you understand I don't need I mean we we if you if you grew up in the hood if you grew up not having much you already have a lot of wit about you you know and and there's plenty of us who have that type of backstory so it's what do you do after that how do you overcome after that and that's the story i want to show that's what i want to show about me you know um like don't get it twisted i'm a girl from the south bronx i, I grew up when they were talking about red top blue top and there's abandoned buildings everywhere. And, you know, there's a little hole in the in the in the building where, you know, they have they doing, you know, hand to hand buys. And I'm walking along, you know. I, I mean, like, you know, you did the best that you could possibly do, you know, growing up. And your family and your parents did the best that they could possibly do. So it's like, how do you overcome those diversities? And what do you want to show that's your story? You know, your story doesn't right. always have to be the woe is me. You know, to, it, it's it's just yes, part me. of my journey. And yes, that that chapter of my journey surely helped to mold the individual that I am. But that's just a very minute part, you know? And, and what I choose to show now is... I'm a woman of color. I'm an Afro-Latina. I'm proud of it. You know, um, I know my heritage. I know my background. Um, and I want to reflect that we can move forward in a positive light. We can achieve. And we can, you know, and, 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 and we can gain the things that we want in this lifetime you know it's all about your mental state you know you talk about um you talk about the you know the self the self-help literature that you have come across and you read i think that's all part of the journey it's it's you seeking to evolve into the best version of yourself what does that look like you know for you yourself personally Forget about what you want to show mm. people, but what does that look like for yourself, for you? And, you know, I've been on a journey for several years, and I think that what people are seeing is just, it's really the, um, the outcome of all the work that I've done.
you know. So there was once upon a time where I would never take a solo trip. And and don't get me wrong, that's not my first solo trip to another country. It's just, it was once upon okay. a time where I wasn't on social media, you know, for like for years. Like, yeah. honestly, for like forever. Everyone will be like, oh, you don't got Facebook? You don't got this? What was it? MySpace. That's what it was? MySpace. Back in the yeah. back in the days, right? Yeah. I, I never had it. That. I don't even... I don't I even know how that looks food. like. Honestly, I know how Facebook looks because of I've seen other people's Facebook. I don't even know how to navigate through Facebook. Right. I, you know, it, I think it was always important to live your life without having to announce it to the world. But I've created something with the help of those who believe in me. And I think that that's worth sharing and showing and at the end of the day let's be real you know social media is one of the one of the greatest um marketing spaces you know i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it honest too you know so it's like this tool there use the tools that are given to the best of your ability um and um so yeah so just you know showing that process of you know going across you know, um, the other side of the world and, you know, to an entirely different, you know, space and culture, you don't know till you know. And if you haven't been, you don't know. And I think it's, I think it'll be worth for everyone to take that trip, um, just to have that experience. Not only um, it's such a beautiful country, beautiful people, and such a great culture, I think it just gives you a sense of um, accomplishment when you just take those leaps of faith and and um, diving into your you know to your passion and saying you know this is this is what I want to do and this is the risk that I'm willing to take and I'm glad that people you know uh, you know those who enjoyed it you included it just it, I, that's what I want that that's exactly what I wanted. That was like, to me, you know, it's like, you know, you get on, you know, you get on uh, Instagram. All right, I'm like, oh, she's live. Let me go check her, check out, see what she's doing over in Africa. But, you know, you started just talking about how beautiful it was, even just as you did right now. But we saw that cigar come out and we, it was like, we know what time that is. And the way you, and it was just like, you didn't even have to even talk about it. the cigar thank sold you, itself. Thank you, thank you, I was like, that's marketing, that's marketing thank genius you. right there. And in the, in the whole time, that's what, like I said, you know, I said to myself as I was watching you do that, I was like, you know what? This would be a good time to sit here and say, you know what, Mike, draw up the courage to ask her for Aww. an interview when you get the opportunity. Well, because you know why? When you step into this realm of podcasting, and my first, like, last, like, I'll say the beginning of last year, I started just asking everybody, content creators, because what's funny is with content creators, especially in the foot fetish community, they'll hit you up, they'll send you faith, they'll send you friend requests, come follow my page, right? But because I'm going to support you. I want to see, I want, I want to see what kind of hustle you got. I want to see what kind of marketing strategy you have. So I'm going to follow your page. Cute feet. If your feet are ugly, <laughs> I ain't going to fuck with you. 
then you know what? I don't have the energy, the capacity to come out and say, oh, I'm going to behave that way with you. No, I just don't deal with you. You just no longer exist. I'm on this island. You on that island. Yeah. Day, goodbye, take care. I mean, <laughs> you know, life, yeah, life right. is too short. Like, you learn from me. I always learn that, that all that anybody can say is no. I'm used to hearing no. No doesn't hurt me. You know, and if you and if you say no, and yeah. I really want a yes, I'm gonna figure out how to convince you to give me a yes. Yep, I'm just gonna put my. You know what? I, I you know, I'm just gonna put my work, my hard work, to you know, exactly. right out there in the forefront. I'm gonna let you see it. Exactly. That way, you will eventually come back around, which 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 is gonna really lead to my like my 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 next question. So, like, how, how did you get to this, like, the, the whole, like, the, the decision to create this whole brand? Where did it come um, from? Where, what's the inspiration? So, I was, so, I spoke about this on another interview. Um, I was working with another um, small boutique cigar brand company. And, you know, I was doing events with them and, you know, um, curating events. And, um... I've been a smoker for over a decade and I'm familiar with the culture and okay. um, I really enjoy curating these events. I also was able to have a firsthand look at what is missing, what, you know, what was missing, what was needed um, and how to bring that in, which a lot of it was, you know, having more women present. You know, so having more women present at the events, okay. having more um, educating, more novice on cigars and the cigar culture. And um, as I was, you know, working with, you know, with being, you know, um, the, the cigar boutique company, you know, I met a lot of people, you know, I, you know, I got so many, I got so much good feedback. And I learned a lot. So through that journey, I, I said to myself, you know, I know what it is to be in a male-dominated industry beyond the cigar culture. This is really no different. The navigation of this is really no different. So what is it? How, how do mm -hmm. you affect the change? It's about being a part of the change, you know, and I have a, I have, I, I would like to say that I have a really good understanding of tobacco and the breakdown of the cigar and, you know, how the complexities and the notes and, you know, the flavoring, all that technicality of it. Um, I actually started to learn more the technicality of it once I started to dive more into the business realm of um, the cigar culture. But I understood, I, I understood my palate. I understood, you know, um, I understood other individuals' palates by conversations and, you know, just having friendly smokes. Um, so when I was still with that small cigar company, 
um, a good friend of mine, Kendall Word, who actually is um, part mm -hmm. of a lot, of collab collaborating a lot with my um, my logo work. We were talking about having a podcast, and you know, sticks and stones came about because it was supposed to be a podcast. It was supposed to be a podcast about the cigar culture, and um, you know. The, the educational aspect of the cigar culture and also just, you know, the, the visual of, you know, what we do within the cigar culture, you know, as far as an event, the speakeasies, and, you know, the relationships that are built and created. So what we was brainstorming, and, you know, we came up with the name Sticks and Stones, and, you know, we perfected it down and we both, you know, we both put our input in it. A few days went by and, you know, I received, I received sort of a negative feedback. So the negative feedback, yeah, the negative feedback was because really? um, the individual didn't think that I had the wherewithal to make this happen. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. You you know really? so hey. Challenge ch challenge accepted. So ch challenge accepted. Move the skepticism. So um, but no, honestly, you know, okay. I took it as a I took it as a challenge. But aside from that, I can I was able to visualize it becoming something more. You know, I was like, I, I want this to be more. Uh, it needs to be more because I think it has the ability to be to to be something greater. You know, a podcast is awesome, but I said, how can I take this a step further? And I think that the decision to um, create a brand was something that I thought about for quite some time. I just I just wasn't in a space where I had fire lit under me. Got you. I'm sorry, I guess we got a little cut off. But it, you know, it just felt right. It, you know, um, yeah, that's all right. It felt right. It's everything that I've ever wanted to do in my lifetime. I was, I visualized it, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it, when it, it gives me the feeling of this is, this is what I need to be doing. This is what I'm passionate about. Then what else do you need but there? But, you know, just a little determination, a little guts, a lot of hard work. And that's what it was really. It's just was really simple, just like that. Nothing, nothing crazy. That it was just that. You know, when I started the Six and Stones page, I wanted to highlight the cigar culture, and I wanted to highlight, you know, um, the inclusivity that I wanted to create by highlighting us as a culture, and you know, also highlighting entrepreneurs and giving a space of support to others 
and you know what they were doing and I wanted to keep it I wanted to narrow that margin into what I was passionate about and what I was um, knowledgeable about so um, yeah so you know so when I started to you know okay. when I started sticks and stones it, it was to you know highlight the cigar culture for you know a, a cigar brand for the cigar enthusiasts and then it just felt right it just you know, and then I, I was getting comments, you know, you know, from people that I know, like, like Wanda, when you gonna just do a cigar? Like, you know, when you just gonna do, like, girl, when you just gonna do a cigar? And I was like, hmm. So, you know, God sends you messengers, right? I believe that. God sends you, sends you messengers. Yeah. And I think I got a few of them where I couldn't, I had to listen. And I had to say, hmm, maybe there's something to this. And um, <laughs> I took a little bit of time because I wanted right. I wanted to know that it was going to be right. And when I felt the moment was right, I approached um, a good friend of mine, um, Felix. He, he's the previous owner of Harlem Cigar Room. Um, and, you know, he has his own lines. Um, down and he has his own wholesale, you know, his wholesale company. Um, he is a wealthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he's, you know, I would say he, you know, he's sort of like a mentor um, on this journey for me. I have learned a wealth of information from him, and he's just been, you know, he's just been a, an intricate part in this, and with his guidance. You know, um, yeah, I'm able to make this happen. So, oh yes, absolutely, like absolutely. Like Which, you know, you. I'm never above. You know, um, I'm never above being educated by someone, ever, ever, because I don't know everything. I don't pretend to, whether it's cigars or something, some other aspect. You know, and I think an individual who has a wealth of knowledge is invaluable. You know, no one could ever take away what you know. Your knowledge, no one can ever take that away from you. And what you know can make a big difference in how you navigate through life, through business. And everything is trial and error, you know, sometimes. But I think it's, oh, you know... It damn helps when you have people in your corner who can say, you know, perhaps think of this, you know, or, you know, maybe, maybe look at it from this perspective or, or, or just flat out give me, you know, valuable information that will help, you know, to, um, to guide me or, or to propel me. And I'm, I am forever grateful for those individuals that I, I have had and I do have because they make me better and what I'm doing and not only that they believe in me you know like we could be out here we could be out here saying oh I don't need anybody I don't want nobody to believe me mm -hmm. but you know their strength their strength in love and their strength right. in people believing in you and supporting you because I'm human and just like many other humans, I'm flawed. 
And there's gonna be times where I doubt myself. You know? There's gonna be times you doubt yourself. You you doubt your ability, you know, to do something. Yes, we could put you know, yes, I'm a confident woman. I know my abilities to execute what is it that I wanna do in this lifetime. However, there will be doubt along the way. There will be mishaps right. along the way. There will be pivots and recoveries. And when you pivot or you have to recover oh, yeah. or when you have doubt, there is nothing like having a supportive group or even one person by your side. Well, I'm going to see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess something here because like, you know, we haven't, you know, we haven't been going live like we were, like all those Thursdays. So, I'm sorry. I'm gonna put it out there. My health hasn't been the best lately. I'm, you know, I'm a diabetic. So, you know, I got my good days. I got my bad yeah. days. And my bad days are really more when I'm just, wow, I'm just tired. So we went live one night, and I was fighting. I was fighting to stay awake. I ended up just falling asleep during the live. And you know. Next thing you know, there's there's a post, so I'm no longer going to be participating in the lives. I'm like, okay, cool. So at first, I was a little pissed off, and I started doubting myself. I'm like, I ain't going to do these lives anymore. I'm I'm just gonna. I was I was even thinking about just skipping all the whole podcasting stuff because I just felt discouraged. But then, but then there's that other side of me. There, there, see, there's Mike, and then there's Michael. Michael kicked in and said, uh, You fell asleep? We own that shit. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, shit happens. Absolutely. Last time I checked, ain't nobody in this world perfect. So let's take a look around and see. Absolutely not. Anyone that yeah. you know that's been rocking with you, are they perfect? No. I think. Okay. So take a deep breath. Yeah. So I had to tell myself, I got in the shower. I mean, really, I, I kind of just said, hey, you know what? I got in the shower that night and said, wait a minute. Pardon my French. Fuck them. Fuck him. Fuck all of them. Because I'm like, you got the resources at the right at the tip of your fingers. And you have enough confidence and ability, more than enough confidence and ability in yourself to say, hey, Let's do an interview. And that's when I just said, you know what, Mike? Forget this being afraid crap. Yeah, absolutely. Say, hey, um, like I said, let's go do no it. doesn't let's hurt do anybody. You know, I learned that I learned that a long time ago. Or I think that was a lesson I learned when I was a no. kid. Um, I mean, all somebody could do is tell you no. And all you need is that one yes. You just need that one yes to propel you. And I think, you know, we all make mistakes. It, it, it's how do you recover from your mistake? You know, what do you do after the mistake is made? And people are so caught up to this world of fantasy. You know, they, they're so caught up into, you know, the, the, the social media, um, chronicles of life 
that they don't realize that's not real. Uh, the majority of it is not real. You know, you. I'm sure, I don't know the statistics, but I'm pretty sure the percentage is very minute to who is out there putting content up that is authentic because they want to share because, you know, for whatever, whether it's therapeutic for them or they want to help others through their story. But a lot of things, is, you know, it's a lot of it, it's an illusion and people get caught up from this illusion and forget that, you know, we are human beings and we make mistakes and we have issues and, you know, we have a whole life when the camera's off, you know, um, and I think you just recovered well. And if that particular listener, you know, was so quick to be, you know, so judgmental and harsh, then you know what? It's good that he's no longer a supporter. It's a good thing. You know, that's my brother, you know. That's my man, you know, that, that, that's my brother, you know. And I felt, I was like, okay, cool. And like I told yeah. him, hey, I wish you the best of luck, you know, moving forward. If you want to go live and do your thing, I'll support you. It don't, you know, I'm not mad at you, but I know me. You, you know, you basically that would have been it, that would have been an easy spin. You know, it would have been an easy spin. Would have been one real. of those things like, Mike, you good today? We don't need you snoozing this time. You, you alright? You need a little orange juice? It would have been such an easy spin to make a, that shit could have been worked into the whole genre, to the whole vibe and flow of things. You know. That that right there would have been some great material for the next live. He didn't. This is this is what you call somebody who's not a visionary. You know, you gotta you you gotta take what's available to you and use it. Oh. Thank and you, you know something, you. I, I look you. at it now like this going on right now, this is heaven sent. This is like, this is really because, you know what, you, but you said it, you know, you, you said the key word. I wrote it down, entrepreneur. Thank you. Yes, entrepreneur. Indeed. And I see you as an entrepreneur. I see myself as an entrepreneur. One thing about my brother, Sean, I love that dude because it was okay, two years ago, he came to me. He called, you know, we called each other up on the phone because he's starting his own clothing line. He's got a dope ass idea. Lo love it. We talked about coming together and talking about the topics that nobody in our communities want to talk about. So that's how we got together doing lives. So the amazing part about it was, was that we saw four brothers, four men of color, on the screen talking about real issues not talking about big booty judy down the street not talking about the ghetto politics we were talking about things that were like oh my god black men really talk about these things oh my god and mm -hmm. when you have that kind of ability to do that and you have a and you, get, you got a platform to do it from 
you take advantage of it. So, bottom line is, we you know we started talking more and more on the phone about how you how you see yourself. He asked me, so how do you see yourself?" And pardon me, as you as you, as you said it, I'm authentic. I said, "Well, <laughs> shit, I'm the baddest motherfucker yeah. in the in the entire universe. I'm the one that keeps the planets in orbit." He was like, "Okay, I'm just checking to see where your head is at." So, yes. taking that yes. attitude, it only attracts the right kind of people that need that you need to be around. So, not saying it because you're here, but I've said oh, it to you on you. your page <laughs> where the entire world can see it. Thank you. You inspire me oh. to do what I do. And that, but, but that's just the truth because you're 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 one of so many different. Like you're one of many people. Who I see not just in the, not just as a sister of the leaf, but just as someone who's out there just in grind mode that's looking to change not just your situation, but change the whole the whole like the perception of the world of not you know, and that's something that to me is really dope in itself. That when people can people get up in the morning and before their feet their feet even hit the ground, it, the world knows it. <laughs> the world can tell when your eyes open up. Yeah, and thank like, you, thank you, oh, man. Shit. I appreciate this, that. Oh, give me one second. I, I'm getting dark. I'm getting dark in here. I need to shed a little <laughs> light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, you taking that trip to Africa, and. And my older, my oldest brother talking oh, about yeah, things man. he you wants gotta to get, do. You gotta get your passport. To go you know, even, even if your travel starts in your own backyard, you know, we live in a beautiful country. I think people forget how beautiful our country is. I think a lot of people, what I learned from my travels overseas and I've I've traveled to a few places, you know, overseas. Um, some alone, some you know, with mm -hmm. um, with travel buddies. But the one thing that I learned is a lot of Americans take a lot for granted. They take a lot of what is afforded to us um, for granted, and um, I think that there is an appreciation for where you where you come from when you step out into another country that does not have the same um rights that you've been afforded to have you know when you have the, the liberties that you have and the things you get to complain about and uh, right. you know, and and the uh, and the feelings that get to be hurt over the minute things, people don't have that luxury in in a lot of parts of the world. You know, they're, they're individuals who are really suffering. You know, when I went to Africa, I saw a multitude of um of classes. You know, you have these beautiful developed cities and then you drive out seven hours out and you see the way that you see tribes where people are living you know how 
they've always lived, how that tribe has always lived and they preserve that type of culture, but they're very limited in the resources that they have, you know, and just the, the state of their government, you know, people talk about our government, hell no, it's not perfect. You know, yes, there's a lot of issues. However, you gain a certain appreciation to be able to have a freedom of speech. So yes, we, we have a lot of things going on here in our country that need to improve without a doubt, that need to be better without a doubt. But we have the space and we have the liberty to be able to raise our voices up, to stand up and take action. There are a lot of places in this, in, in this, on this globe where you'll be shot killed if you even dare to speak out. You know, if you, you have no voice, you have no space to rise up, to fight for your people. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's what a lot of um, travel has shown me. It has given me a greater appreciation of everything that as an American that that is afforded to me that I can take advantage of. And um, I think a lot of people are walking around with a lot of disillusion of it's all perception. And I think a lot of people have delusional perceptions. And um, we can't keep as a culture, we cannot keep um, blaming what has happened. What do you do now so that history doesn't continue to repeat itself? There has to be a type of balance. And I think we're so out of balance as a country. It's either your left or your right. Right. You know, and I don't usually get into politics. I don't usually like to, you know, dive into that into that um, rabbit hole. But everything in life has to do with balance. And I think as a culture, what do you what do you do to do better rather than rather than complain? How do you raise your voice? What is it that you're saying? You know, what truth are you speaking? Right. You got a good point. You make an excellent point. And I think that, um, you know, it, and I, you hit it right. You hit the nail right on the head when you started talking about how when you go to another country, you see how they live. They, we have a lot of rights that other people don't have, and that's why they come here. Yes, they have a be they have beautiful countries, beautiful scenery, but some of the laws are so archaic that when they get yep. here, it's almost like, oh my god, like I got I can do this, and I can do that, yeah. And it's like I, I experienced something last year that was like it was it was weird uh so i you know i worked for the school department here as a nurse 
And last, the 2021-2022 school year, well, uh, 20, yeah, I, uh, I had an eighth grade student come up to me, and she's from, um, she's, she's Muslim, Muslim child. She's, you know, came up to me, I was, I had a bad day. And she's, mister, I was like, yeah. I need a big, big favor from you. So I'm, I'm getting ready to reach in my pocket. Oh. I'm thinking she wants some money. She said, Mister, Mister, I need a favor. I was like, Yes. I, I, can you come to my graduation oh. for me? Oh man. So I'm yeah. looking at her. I was like, Huh? My mom, my mom. She said, My mother can't make it. I have no one, no one here. No one can come. So I was like, I said, Okay, say no, say less. So I said, all right. I said, you know what? I said, I'll even do you. I said, I'll even do you something <laughs> even special. I said, I'm gonna put a suit on for you. I said, you always see Mr. Mike in in, in his in his scrubs and stuff. And she was like, mm -hmm. okay. So mm -hmm. as we know in the Muslim culture, the women, even the girls, cannot touch another man. Even you know if it's unless it's their dad. You know that's it. Oh, thank you. So. Thank you. Thank you don't realize you. like the impact that you have on people. Like I just told you, you have an impact. You make an impact on people, whether you know it or not. So I would just say this: that when I showed up to the graduation, because sometimes yours truly, as, as intelligent as I am, sometimes I'm a little, I'm all, I'm all man. So my wife. And, and two of my co-workers, they're like my big sisters. They're like, hey, one, take the tickets from the girl because the girl's feeling like you're not going to show up. Even though I am the ticket. I, I'm going to get Aww. in because I work there. I work at the school. <laughs> so but I was like, oh, I said, you know, Aww. give me the tickets. And, you showed up. You gave her the To see this child. But then I showed up with flowers for her. I showed up with a bouquet of flowers. So as I walked in... Uh, yes. Well, that's the thing. My co-workers, they saw me coming with this big bouquet of roses. <laughs> and also, they also saw me booted and booted. That that was like, I was like, don't, don't touch, don't, <laughs> don't touch the thread. <laughs> like, nah, 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 nah. But she's like, she, and she wasn't there when I got there. So I was like, Oh man! Well, she showed up. I gave her the flowers, and instantly you can see it starting to get choked up. So I was like, "Keep, I said, keep your composure. You got to get through the graduation first. I know. At the end of the graduation, Aww. you know everyone's dispersing. You see the parents shaking hands, and they, some of the parents find, "Oh, you're the Mr. Mike," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." That's beautiful. But she came over to me with another student. And she didn't say anything to me. She actually just walked up and gave me a hug. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I think like, at that moment she's not she supposed to touch you. She said, "I as know." As a father figure, you know, not and, someone that was, you know, you know, just this man, a nurse, you know. But she saw you as a um, a father figure at that moment, and you made an impact on her. You know, your your kindness. Um, you was doing it from your heart. You wanted you, you know, you didn't want her to be alone, you know, and not have support for that day. But for her, that was everything. That's something she would never forget, you know. And I think 
and, and you know just and and you know just that bit of kindness to have such an impact on her i think that's what it's about you know because that's something that she will never forget that's something you know that were that would invoke you know something within her to want to pay it forward at some point in time and um that's a beautiful thing. I think it, it it's a you know it's a beautiful thing. It's hard. You got to show up for kids. You know you you have to show up for them. I think it's really important. You know um I don't know you know why you know she didn't have you know her you know her parents or her family there at the time. Um, who knows what the circumstances is? But the fact that you know you were there and you you showed up. A lot of times it's just showing up. It's just being there and saying, and as adults, we need that. You know, so as a as a child, this is so much it's so much important. That helps to shape them, you know, as individuals. You know, to have people that they know they can count on, they have their backs. So that's a beautiful thing. That that that's a That's what, but that's why, but that taught me Correct. to what, what you know, going back to what you said earlier about knowing who to support because everybody doesn't garner that you, you, know, you can't support everybody. So mm-hmm. when I started seeing you, oh, thank you building from the ground up, even before then, you know, I found you before you, before you really started doing it. I was like, she's cool. She, oh, you know, she, thank you. She thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank I was you. like, I got you know, I was like, she, you know, I, I, I see, I see you as a sister anyway. So I'm like, so you know, but then I saw, I was like, oh, she's gonna do with this, and I, you know, and and I'm just like really starting to get into the cigar world myself. So I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a brand. And I want to get behind it, not because I want to just. I'm going to do a podcast. Thank you. No, Thank no, you. no. That just don't like. If I, I said to myself, if I can support that child, I'm going to support my sisters, and I'm going to support my brothers. And so when I said, you know, I said, you know what? I made a mental note. I was like, oh, Mike, make sure you send uh, you send those cigar lounges out to us so that way she can know who. I expect nothing less. You decide to I expect here, nothing less. I'm rocking. I, you with know, you. listen. Sticks and stones, cigars, I want them everywhere. No. And I haven't been shy about saying it. You know, the other interviews that I have been on, I don't care when I don't care. A gas station, a man's bathroom, a woman's bathroom. Every any place, any place possible that I want them everywhere. I want them. I, I want them to be in everybody's mouth, you know, enjoying and just coming along the journey, coming along the ride, seeing how you know where we start as a cigar brand and how we continue on to develop. You know, nothing is going to be perfect when you're just starting. You know. Um, these two blends, I spoke about them, um, as I said in other interviews before, and I, I spoke a little bit about them 
on my post. You know, I'm starting off with two blend, blends, and um, each blend has to come in two sizes. And um, there's, I have a full body, and I have um, I have a, a medium to to full. And you know, one is called Mi Gente, which is my people, and um, it's a homage to my people. And the other is called La Essencia del Amor, and that means the essence of love. Yep. And that's homage to my love for the culture. And, you know, um, my love for the, you know, um, cigar enthusiasts and, you know, for cigars, period. So these two are dedicated to that. And I, I, it was really important to me for my first um, go around to be a, to be a reflection of what I'm passionate about. Um, and yeah, it, you know, I, I, I love my final product. I, I put a lot of work into it and I'm really passionate about, and you know, it's, listen, you, what people don't understand about cigars is the complexity of it. That, you know, um, everyone has a different palate. You know, people are like different things. So it's not gonna hit everyone. But I think it's a cigar that everyone can smoke and appreciate. You know, these two blends is it, something that everyone could, you know, appreciate. Whether you may like the um, the notes or the tasting of the cigar, if you're a cigar connoisseur, you're gonna know a good cigar from a poor value cigar. And I think re- whether or not it's like a cooking show. Right, you ever seen those competitions where people say, where people, you know, sometimes the flavor's not just right, but the cook is good. So it's like, so it's like, whether you, whether you are, whether your palate is agreeable to the flavor, the cook is yeah. always good. You know, the construction of these cigars are immaculate. So, you know, for me, that's, I have the most confidence is because everyone has a different palate. Everyone likes, you know, certain things. So not every cigar is for everyone. You're going to have, I know I'm going to have people who are going to love them. And some people are going to say, eh, and that's fine. But the one thing you can't deny, it's a well-quality made cigar. So... So, you know, that's one thing I wanted to be assured of. You know, I, you know, I put in a lot of time and effort, not just myself. Yes. You know, everyone who has, who had a hand in this, you got to remember, you know, these cigars are not from a huge um, corporation or a huge um, franchise brand or a brand itself, not even a franchise, but let me remove franchise, but a but a huge, but a large, well-known brand farm. My master blender has well over 45 years of experience. Um, he's been doing this since he was a child. He's a family of nine, and this is a family-owned farm. And, you know, they by no means 
they by no means are living high on the hog. They are doing well to support their business, to support their family, to support the next generation. This is a generational. And my the project that I'm working on um, moving forward is to highlight that. I want people to understand when they when they find a sticks and stone cigar, they also supporting a family-owned generational business that you know is the everyday joke. Is the every is the is the everyday joke? It's not this. It's not this multi-million-dollar. You know, they, they're not. They're, they're not this multi-million dollar farm. They are essentially like a mom and pops. You know, a mom and pops that's staying afloat, a mom and pops that's been around for a long time, a mom and pops that has the love, the grit, that has, you know, the richness yeah. in the soil. You know, that mom and pops that when you was a kid, you can, they, they're around forever. You know, they, 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 they're, they living their comfortability, but they're not high on the hog. You know, they got a above ground pool, not an in ground pool. You know what I'm saying? So I, so, so that's, so that's, that's part of, you know, I, that, that's the next step that I'm, that I'm taking. You know, I will be in DR. Um, I will be in DR soon to, um, to work closely with um with them and with the master blender i'm a firm believer that whatever you do you should know the ins and outs of you it's like running a business how could how do you should know how your cash how, how your cash register works you should know how to flip them burgers and cook those fries perfectly you should know every aspect of your business and what you're doing. Right. And, um, and, and, and that's what, you know, and that's exactly, um, that's exactly what I, what I'm doing now. Like, you know, I, I have a wealth of knowledge, but there's a lot of knowledge that I don't have. And for me, it, there's nothing like hands on. You know, I'm a hands-on kind of individual. I don't mind getting my hands dirty. I want to learn the, like for instance, one, um, one of my cigars is a double wrap. What a lot of people don't know, it takes a very skillful blender and roller to successfully roll a double wrap. Um, successfully. Now, you you know, you can see when you get a chance and you go to, you know, cigar shops, look at the different double wraps. You know, not everyone knows how to do them well or do them accurately, properly. And I wasn't really aware of this, you know, um, but when I learned and I understood the reasoning why, because, you know, you're blending two different wraps and how you're rolling them and as far as, you know, being able to pick the right leaves and combination, um, everyone doesn't have that skill set. My master blender does, thank God. <laughs> so, um, 
So these are the things that I want to learn hands on. You know, I want to, I, I want to, I want to be able to, you know, put the seed in the soil. I want to see, you know, go the step by step and just um, be able to feel, you know, the leaves in my hand and roll them myself and just have that continuous experience of be, um, being taught and developing um, my knowledge um, so that I have a broader understanding and a broader appreciation of um, you know what it takes to make that one single cigar let alone thousands you know th these are hand rolled it's not machine manufactured and I think that the educational aspect of um, not just the cigar culture, but cigars themselves is um is undervalued and it's not it's not fully present as much as it can be. And you know what? There is there are a lot of cigar enthusiasts who have a wealth of knowledge and they have, you know, there's some that have their pages, they're they're very successful. They, you know, they give um step-by-step -step knowledge of the cigar themselves and that I even plugged into and I said, oh shoot, I didn't know that. And, and I'm so appreciative of it because you're sharing this knowledge with people and um, yeah, I want to be able to expand my, um, my cigar cyclopedia. But you know, for you folks, that those are books that us older folks used to use to get information. That, that's our Google. <laughs> that used to be our Google back in the day. Good old cyclopedias. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And if you can't afford the whole thing, you just get yeah. like A through um, E or something like that. Like. Remember the guys used to come by the house, say, yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. So. You know, yeah, there, there are individuals who do give tutorials like, you know, um, and, you know, share yeah, their experience. And, um, you know, you know, people who also have are certified, you know, as well. There are courses out here. Um, I think that's great. I think it's great. Um, I mean, I think um, it's like taking, it's like taking a yoga class and knowing that your yoga instructor has a certification or, you know, you feel a sense of confidence that they know what they're talking about or they know what they're doing, but it doesn't take a certification for you to actually know what you're doing. I mean, my master blender, I'm pretty sure he has no certification hanging on his wall. His certification is He's been rolling since a child. His grandfather.
I was just jamming, jamming to my background music. <laughs> no worries. I figure, I figure. I started jamming to my background music over here. My clock is actually, my clock is actually still, my clock is actually still the same. Mm-hmm. No worries, no worries. If I'm still recording, we must still be recording. That's it. That's it. We pivoting. We're pivoting. But I, but as I was saying, yeah, there are individuals out there. Um, I think you know it's important. Um, who you who you learning from? Oh, your pause. You good? <laughs> it's okay so are you <laughs> i see you sideways too that's all right long as oh there you go perfect there you go <laughs> we back on yeah you can't stop us <laughs> can't stop us we still going we still going <laughs> That's right. We still going. <laughs> yeah, but anything else you want to hit? Yeah, they they actually dedicate the entire social media um presence on it. You know, and they, you know, they page that that's what, that's what their wheelhouse is. And, you know, and they're, and they're, they're well known within the cigar um, community, which is, I think is beautiful, um, you know, because to gain all this knowledge, that means you had to actively seek it out, you know, and, and learn it and have a passion for it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I'm always appreciative when I learn something new from, you know, these different, um, these um, different individuals, I, I, for some, I can't get off the top of my head, but there are a few that I do follow, um, and I think they're just great. Um, I would like, you know, I was, there was a comment that was told to me um, today, and I knew where it was coming from and um, mm -hmm. why it was said. So, you know, the comment was made that, you know, what I'm doing is ambitious, 
and you know being as a saturated market um hopefully you know i can be i can you know sticks and stones would be able to stand out in it and i agree it definitely is ambitious i am an ambitious person um it definitely is a saturated market as many products are in saturated markets and my thought on standing out was if i can't stand out in a saturated market then i could create a space where i can stand out in and i think that i'm not here to reinvent the wheel but i'm definitely here here to um to make it better to make it so that you know you can think outside the box you can put a spin on tradition you can you know um you could give a you could give a little panache to the foundation of the cigar culture in the community and do it and do it different you know um and i don't want i i'm not trying to like i said reinvent the wheel and i'm not i don't want to dismiss the foundation of the cigar culture however that definitely needs to be um that definitely needs to be more we it, it definitely needs more panache more of a woman flair and more of a um a woman of color flair how about that so so you know um yeah you know uh, you know back in the days you know people equated cigars into being something that you know only um rich caucasian men had access to and they forget that there is a history there is a deep seated history of tobacco within our culture like i grew up seeing beautiful women beautiful dark skin latina women smoking cigars this is nothing new this is not new it's just not known to the masses you know there are many exactly there's many there there's several cultures it's nothing new um seeing a beautiful woman of color smoking a cigar is part of their culture is part of their history it's part of our history you know i mean it it it, it just it, it's what was it's how it was marketed it was marketed as as uh I'm creating luxury for the everyday man and woman. How about that? That's why that's why my brand states it's an all inclusive brand for the cigar enthusiast. Because it is meant to include all. And that whole image that you need to be in a certain space in order to have a quality cigar needs to be demolished to me it created a separation that never really was there because 
I've seen as a kid, you know, the the everyday Joe, the hard worker, smoke. He maybe wasn't smoking a fifty dollar cigar or twenty dollar cigar, but he was enjoying that good cigar. He was a, he, you know, that was part of his relaxation. That was part of his day to day. That was, you know, part of his lifestyle. So why don't we highlight that? Why don't we highlight that luxury doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg? Luxury doesn't have to be expensive. It has to be of quality. Mm -hmm. Yes, as we should. Yeah, as we should. You know what? The the, the the I think this is the thing. Every culture has their bit of panache, right? And none of it is right or wrong. You know, it, it's I think it's I think it's what makes it beautiful. And to deny one over the other creates this separation that is completely unnecessary. Because that sense of panache is, you know, you don't want black and white all the time. You need a splash of color. Absolutely. And you know, for me, it's, it's always important to do it with class. You know, um, you, you know, let's put our best foot forward. You know, it is no, <laughs> there, there's, there, there's no putting down. If you, if you part of the, if you part of the shaking the booty and, and, you know, wanting to show, you know, show that part of if that's your context, fine. There's no putting that down. But there's a place, there's a time and a place for everything. And, you know, the one thing that I want to always stand by is that you should always 
carry yourself with class. You can have a good time. You can look beautiful. You can, you know, dress in a beautiful, sexy way. But let's keep it classy. Let's take it. Let let let's take it to a time where, you know, um, it's not okay to walk outside with your pajamas on, and and bonnets in your head, and you know, and and listen, and, and when I say that shit, I I have a bonnet. I wear a bonnet too. Shoot, you know what I mean. But you're not gonna catch me in the street with it. I'm just saying, it's a, you know, it, pe people want to equate certain things to our black and brown culture. And I think it's a disservice to us because you're saying it's okay to go out in the street and not look like you gave a thought to how you are presenting yourself, how you are caring for yourself. You know, it's about, it. it it, it, you could care less about what anyone says, but how do you feel? You know, like th to me, you you coming outside and you looking like you looking raggedy. You didn't care to even take that bonnet off or just you know put some leggings on rather than a pajama pants. You took out time to say, "I want to present myself." as I care about myself. Saying that going outside with a bonnet or having, uh, we call it a, it's called a bata, that um, nightgown, like a nightgown. It's, it's a Spanish, bata is a Spanish, like for a nightgown. Walking outside and going, you know, it's like, why do we want to equate that to our culture that we want to look like hot messes? Show some pride. It doesn't take a lot. It, it does, one thing that my grandmother always told me was, and you know what? Um, they, she grew up poor. And we didn't grow you know, listen, we didn't have a lot growing up. But the one thing, she always told us, just because you poor doesn't mean you gotta look raggedy. You don't need to. You don't. You don't need to have designer designer brand on. You don't need to. You know, have all these. You know, you don't need to have all these brands that don't care a licking about you to show you care for yourself. All it takes is just. Some self-care in your appearance, you know, putting, showing that if I see you, I, listen, I will give another woman a compliment in a hot minute. I see a woman, she's looking beautiful. She, she took the time to, I say, girl, you look gorgeous. I love your hair. I love, that dress looks beautiful on you. You know, there is nothing like seeing our people looking just, just beautiful, you know, just taking care of themselves. Just like, why are you walking around in the street with your pants hanging off your butt, 
Like, I mean, I, I could do a whole, we, we could do a whole podcast on that. And I mean, like the whole background story, everything. And then wonder why, then wonder why certain people look at you a certain way. Thank you. Yes. Listen, to, to, to me, however, listen, however you choose to wear your treasures, however you choose, that is, that is your choice. But you have to also understand that just because it is your choice doesn't mean that everyone is going to perceive you in the way of who you are. If you walking out here and you talk in a certain way and you behave in a certain way and you presenting yourself a certain way, how else anybody, what is, what are you showing? What, what is the, what is the image that you're giving to others? You know, this is the perception that you are giving to others and it's not about and it's not about caring what people think about you, but it's the reality that we live in a society. And we live in a society that your impression matters. How you're perceived matters. Plain and simple, we all have certain prejudices. We all have certain perceptions. And you know what? And no, it's not to come out here to dress to, you know, for someone else, but it's to give yourself that self-respect to show who you are. If you're that, if you're, you know, why not put your, your best foot forward? The same energy that you, the same energy that you putting in to, you know, to looking unkept is the same kind of energy you could put in to just simply say, you know what? I have love for myself. I have self-respect for myself. And therefore, this is how I'm going to present myself. It, it'll be, you know, we just don't live in that kind of world. We just don't live in that kind of world where, you know, we can go outside with, um, with bonnets or bandanas on our head and a bata or in our pajama pants and be perceived as, you know, um, we have some, we have some self, you know, we have some sense of self love and self-respect 
or we're we're not ghetto. That's just reality. That is just that's just realistic. And it's a shame because you know there are many other cultures that teach the younger generation that continuously teach even the present generation, the younger generation, just that. And teach them how to navigate through this society. Like it's, you know, so why is it that within our culture, there's difficulties in passing that along to our younger generation saying that's not okay you know don't th this is pick your pants up and tighten up your belt and cut the nonsense out i'm all for self self-expression i really am i'm all for it however you got to understand that there's a level of consequences because you live in a society that's a mixture of different cultures and different humans. I can't take you seriously. I'm just, I just can't. I can't take you seriously because all that screams to me is you don't, all, you don't care about, you don't care about yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what it, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Absolutely. 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 
Yeah. Absolutely. Or you got dealt with, you got, you got dealt with at that moment. And then when you went home, you got dealt with again. So things were flying, you know, and God forbid if, God forbid if that happens nowadays, forget about it. That's, you know, that's a whole other spiel. That's a whole other spiel. God forbid if that happens nowadays. I mean, and this is the thing, like, you know, that's why in our generation, we was built tough. You know, we, we was built tough because we was given a certain set of standards of how you're not going to be. And if you did behave a certain way, there was consequences. And I think a lot, I think a lot of people fail to understand that your actions have consequences whether they're positive or negative, but they have consequences. And there are too many people out here who are not paying the consequence for their poor behavior, you know, um, and, and lack of, lack of structure, um, simply showing up and being, being neat in your appearance and showing that you have care in your parents simply shows that you have enough care to show up to this interview to come properly prepared and dress because you want this job. You know, and, and you're willing to do what is, you're willing to put in the work to get this job and to keep it. So that's the message that you want to give you know, employers, you know, if, I mean, honestly, a lot of people are not in a position, the majority of society are not in a position to, you know, um, to be so carefree, you know, to show up to work in sweatpants and Crocs and, you know, and in that nature. And if you are, God bless you, you know, God bless you. If you are in that position, God bless you. But even the individual, but even the individual, who is running a Fortune 500 company still has to present themselves in a way at some point in time that they have to be properly dressed. You know, so that they, they have, you know, cause they, like I said, we don't have the luxury to live in such a carefree society. You, you know, it, it's, you, you still have to, everything is about a sell. Everything, everything in life is about sell. You're selling yourself at some point. You're selling the product. You're selling an idea. You're selling a concept. Everything is a sell. And how do you sell? By making someone believe in what you are selling. 
And, you know, the way that you do that is by presentation. You know, how you present yourself. You know, you know you're passionate about something. You're showing that passion. You're giving that passion. People are not going to take the time to know who you are if your presentation sucks. Why would they? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, that, you know, we're, we're in an age of where people are hungry for authenticity. I think that they're so hungry for it that they, they don't, it is like when you're foraging, right? You're so, you're so hungry and something could be right in front of your face and you don't see it because you just, you're so hungry for it. And I think there's been, we're at a tipping point of the delusional to, to what we perceive is real. And I think people want to see more. It is like, it's like the, it's like the um, manufactured bodies. To each their own, I put no woman down, no man down. Each their own. However, where do we skip the point of being mentally and emotionally healthy, physically healthy, where we can say, I love who I am and where I'm at and how I look. And if there's something about me that putting in the work, you know what I mean? Putting in the actual work to improve yourself. Everyone, each their own, however you choose to look, how you want to look. You know what? I feel that there has there was a disconnect between our mental and physical and emotional health. Um, and I think people are getting, you know, to the state, the state of where they're like, enough is enough with you know, the manufactured um, bodies, you know, like where, like, like, where's the, where's the cellulite and the stretch marks, you know, and as to, as to, as some, yeah, as to some point, people were like, oh, cellulite stretch marks, I mean, that's natural, I mean, it happens, that, that was real, um, and I, and you know, I, I think I, I kind of see that tipping point where people are like, all right, enough of the manufacturer, where's the real stuff at? Um, and, and that just shows me, and I could be wrong. That just shows me that people are just hungry for more authenticity. And I think if we become less afraid to show who we are, to really sit with ourselves and then put, put, 
put that effort into you, into yourself, into yourself, to the, your self, your wellness, your self love, your self care, mentally, physically, emotionally, so that we can produce better human beings. You know? Yeah, okay, yeah, of course it is. Listen, those are war those are warrior scars. <laughs> You either you either got them because you you birth you birth life or you you know you gain weight you lost it whatever the case is that that journey that journey right there has a story those those marks have stories behind them those are warrior marks <laughs> <sighs> Amen. Right. 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 Amen. Amen. Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Preach it. Yes. Yes. I think too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen. I I yes. Absolutely. I learned that, you know, I I worked with I worked with um a majority of of men for many years and the things that I've learned from them within conversation and, you know, the openness and the candidness, I learned that. I learned that, you know, I can only speak for women, but we get so caught up in the um, superficial aspect of our aesthetics because that's what we've been shown by society, by, you know, a certain certain concept within society that you should be looking a certain way, that you sh you need to be this, you need to be that. If you don't fit into this box, you know, you're not good enough or you don't look good enough. And, you know, I think people went down that rabbit hole and forgot to nurture themselves. You know, like I said, nurture, nurture yourself mentally, emotionally, and physically and be healthy there. You know, gain a, a healthy um, outlook in um, your, your our bodies and who we are as women. And, you know, um, all cultures are different. And therefore, you know, we shape differently. And so how to appreciate ourselves, even men too. You know, there, there's a, you know, there's a lot of pressure, you know, on men, you know, on men as well. And listen, I'm not, I'm not advocating for anyone to walk around 
and and to be you know unhealthy and um to be overly obese and you're unhealthy now there's there's people who are big and have certain conditions and or you know or they are healthy and um there's all different body types the one thing i will always say is let's promote being our best self let's promote evolving into our best selves so that we can give this type of perspective outlook lifestyle to the next generation we're not perfect we're human we flawed but as but you know what it's never too late to make improvements it's never too late to learn new ways and 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 pass that down so there is so there you know we're we're ridden with a huge you know ment um mentally unstable population and you know you're you're a medical professional and i think a lot of these things are you know being overlooked and you know within our community and our culture you know it's sad to see that you know people get written off when they have you know um mental instability you know um disabilities or you know issues um but having a manufactured body is more important Indeed, indeed. Not to interrupt, but you know what? It may not be the most healthiest form, 
but it damn sure gives it damn sure is a nice relaxation having a really great um cigar having a really great cigar having a really having a sticks and stone cigar guys i'm telling you it's gonna take you to a nice mental relaxation zone you're gonna give yourself some time to breathe to think and enjoy <laughs> it may not be it may not yes it may not be the healthiest but in moderation listen it gives you it gives you some nice it it will allow you to have mental health when you have that nice downtime Oh, thank you. I've had a good time. Thank you. Thank you. We talked about so many things. Thank you. the release date you know hopefully we could do this again so i could properly introduce um you know my latino and black owned cigar brand to your audience and you know share shoot shoot Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds good. Sound that that's a deal. I like that idea. I like I I, I definitely like that idea. Sounds good. Sounds good. Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys gotta, yeah, you guys gotta, you guys gotta come out to you got one of my events and you can see me in my natural habitat. <laughs> and you know, and, 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 and enjoy and see what I do, you know? Nice. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. You know, the, the fastest way you could at least um, meet your cigar enthusiasts is by going to, you know, one of your um, cigar lounges. You know, um, if you want to, if you want to get, um, you know, more so like your neighborhood cigar lounge, you know, because th those are the people that are, you know, people that are from the area who, who are coming to those, going to those lounges, you know, the ones that, you, you know, th those are the ones that are, you know, um, patronizing in the, in, in the lounges. And I think that's the, that's the most effective way of, of knowing who's, you know, who's who and introducing yourself, you know, you're new to the cigar community, as you said, and find your, find, you know, visit a few because it's all about the vibe and the energy that you get. Every lounge has a different vibe and energy and it's one that's going to resonate with you, you know, and you want to be in a space that resonates with you, how you feel when you come in, you treat it like family or, you know, you treat it like a good friend and, you know, you're just not a customer, but, you know, you're an appreciated patron. And um, I think it'll be a nice space because especially if it's a, you know, small business, you'd be surprised how people are open in you coming in and doing a podcast, doing an interview, you know, sitting down with the owner and saying, hey, you know, I would like to do a podcast. You know, I would like to do an interview with you, um, you know talking about how long you've been a part of the community. You know, when did you get into, you know, the cigar business and the culture and certain things like that. And that's how you get to know, that's how you really get to know um, people within the community, within the cigar community, you know, and they get to know, and they get to know you. And hence there goes a space being created. And then you let me know and I come on down and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go visit Mike's cigar, you know, the lounge that Mike likes to go to. Let me see what's up. I think it's always a beautiful thing, man, when you can surround yourself by people who enjoy a pastime that you enjoy, and you can have great conversation, great energies. And I think that's what the culture is about. You know, um, it's just having that commonality that you all love a nice smoke, and you come together as a brotherhood, as a sisterhood, you know? So I, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, I urge you to do it. And, and, and it's something that you can, you know, you can open that space up for your podcast as well. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like that that's what it's about. It's a place it's a place to go and just de-stress. And the kind of conversations that you have, the kind of ideas that will flow, I'm telling you, it will spark it will spark a lot of ideas within you. I I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Absolutely.
I'll definitely let you know ahead of time. Yeah, I would love to meet your wife. Yep, absolutely. There'll be a, there's actually, when that happens, there'll actually be a good friend of mine. Um, he has a podcast. Check it out. It's called Cigar Connections. His name is Joel Cruz. And exactly what I talked about when I said um, supporting entrepreneurs, so, you know, highlighting, you know, um, black and brown owned businesses. That's exactly what um, Joel does. He's a great, not only has he, he's perfecting his craft and his pot, you know, his, um, his podcast, he's a great interviewer and he's a really all around good guy. Like that's my brother. He's a really good guy. And my very first interview a year ago, a little over a year ago was with him and it was great. I loved it. And we're going to do another one. We're, we're, we're going to do another one. Um, but yeah, check him out. Um, I, you would love his, you, you would love his, his podcast. You, you know, you see what, you know, his structure and his concept of what he's doing. Um, and he's just a good dude. And that's someone that I would definitely like for you to meet in, in person. He, I mean, the, the ideas that will flow will be a beautiful sight to see. Indeed. You on the road, guy. You on the road. You on the road. You on the road. You're gonna have you're gonna have many, 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 many other great interviews. You're gonna have many other great interviews. Hello, Evan. It's nice to meet you. Hi. Hi, handsome. <laughs> handsome guy. Handsome. <laughs> handsome. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Evan. Thank you. I love that. I love that. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for introducing me to your fam. Thank you. Hello. Hello, boss lady. The queen, the queen of the house. <laughs> yes, I love that. But your, 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 back, your backbone, your backbone. That's what you need. That's what you need. It makes you better. It makes you better. But brother, it is a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. 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 I'll definitely let you know ahead of time. I'll contact you directly. And, you know, whenever you could come, it'd be greatly appreciated, you know? So, you know, all the support will be greatly, will be greatly appreciated. 
definitely for sure so let me know when this is when this is up um i put the, i had added the link on to um um the post that i put up today so um so yeah so whatever you you know i i guess whatever you decide to um advertise you know tag me in it or you know send me and i you know i'll put it up so i want people to be able to go on your page and um go on to the podcast so you could you know continue to grow with your followers we could continue to grow Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Teamwork makes the dream work, brother. Thank you so much again. I had a blast. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful night. Of course, of course. Blessings to your family, man. We'll talk soon. Take care. Um,